Parevtes. I'm glad you could join me for this edition of Talking Vartan, the Knights and Daughters of Vartan podcast. This is our fourth episode, and today we're going to visit the city where it all began, for the Knights of Vartan at least. I'm talking about Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, where in 1916 the Knights of Vartan was formed. We'll learn a bit more about some of that early history a bit later on, including what now stands in the location where those first Armenian community leaders knelt and took the solemn oath of the Brotherhood of the Knights of Vartan more than a century ago. Now, although we will take a look back at Philadelphia's historical connection to the Knights, we're going to spend most of this program in the present and looking ahead. Viken Bazarbashan joined the Knights of Vartan in 2009, and he's been Sparabed of Ardashad Talish No. 5 since 2017. Araksi Bozajan is the newly installed Dirui of Shushanig Otyag No. 1, having joined the Daughters of Vartan in 2016. We began by talking about Philadelphia's Armenian community, and according to Sparabed Bazarbashan, it has a lot going for it. You know, the Philadelphia location, you know, halfway between Washington, D.C. And, and New York. And granted, Philadelphia, the Armenian community in Philadelphia is, is somewhat smaller than New York, uh, Boston. You mentioned Detroit as well. Um, and, and even, of course, in California. But one thing that's what's tremendous about the Armenian community in Philadelphia really is the, the unity between the, the five area churches and the unity between all the various organizations as well. I think that's something that I, I feel fortunate to be a part of this community for my entire life. And, you know, I would say that we even have my best estimate, I believe there are approximately 10,000 Armenians in the greater Philadelphia region currently. Didui, you've been in the organization yourself as a sister since 2016 and just became Didui in March of this year. I'd like to get your thoughts as well on how you see the community as it exists today. How do you assess it? So I think like Sparabed Viken said, it's correct that we have five Armenian churches here. So we do have quite an active, um, active Armenian community. There's also several intercultural Armenian events hosted by all the five churches. So our sisterhood, the daughters, the Shushanik Otyag of the daughters of Vartan was actually quite active and quite popular. And um, in terms of being active, having events, uh, having a lot of um, promotions and helping our motherland, Armenia. So I would sadly like to say that the membership has dwindled somewhat over the past few years. We've had a lot of members just Part of it is getting older, part of it is moving away, and sadly, some of them have passed on. So we have dwindled in number, but that's been part of my role as I've become Poch Diruhi, and then hopefully Diruhi is. I've been trying to promote more about the Daughters of Vartan, the Shushanik Otyag. Um, We've been trying to have activities at the different churches in this area. And I've been trying to reach out to the younger women, the younger generation, because we do need new recruits and also just to build up the level of interest and to build up our our activities. So that's sort of been my goal somewhat is to just bulk up our numbers, bulk up our membership and also have people, you know, willing to join, willing to participate and actually do the work and and carry on the legacy of the Daughters of Vartan. I'd like to ask you both, and uh, Didui, I'll start with you on this one. What is it about the mission 
of, in your case, the Daughters of Vartan and with Spadabed, the Knights of Vartan, what is it about the mission of the organization that inspired you to become a member in the first place to serve and then later to assume a position of leadership? So I think I was always interested. I had heard about, obviously, the Knights of Vartan more frequently. And then my aunt um, from my father's side has been a daughter of Vartan. She has also been a, a Diruhi herself for the Dikranuhi Otiag in Washington, D.C. Um, my aunt is Nairi Pakoyan. She has been a Grand District rep. So it's something I, I sort of grew up with since I was a teenager. I've been hearing about that and I've aspired to, even though I was not born here. And I know membership was a little bit more stringent in the past in terms of um, having, you had to have obviously either a a husband be a knight or somebody nominate you like a direct relative. And we have um, amended those laws now so we can have a wider variety of women joining and, you know, of Armenian descent and so forth, they can join. So for me, I always like the purpose of it being linked to the Armenian people, you know, to promote our cultural heritage, to promote the sanctity of family. And, you know, there's a true sisterhood among all the daughters that I, I really liked and I aspired to that. I try to hold on to that. I mean, all the things that the Knights also stand for, and I know Sparabed Weekend can speak more to that, but that's something that had always sort of aspired me and then in terms of leadership it's because I had wanted that and I have a vision of where this organization can head to and we have to keep up with the times and the technology and the social media. I think some parts of it were maybe a little bit antiquated and then uh, it's quite important I think to to be current with the times and to keep the organization alive and to get the word out there that this still exists and why people ought to join and why it's important to join. By the way, we'll talk about technology in just a little while, but you do have, and I can say this because I've looked at it uh, quite extensively, you've got a really terrific looking website and your social media page is also pretty amazing. So you should both be very proud of that. Spotted same question to you. What was it that inspired you to first become a knight and then become a Spotted Absolutely. That's a, that's a great question. And it really comes down to a combination of several things. So for one, it comes down to leadership and service, which are the two main, very important staples of the Knights of Vartan. And that's really what inspired me I've been an active member in the Philadelphia Armenian community for, you know, 20 years, uh, well over 20 years, you know, since I was involved in ACYOA uh, juniors through my, my parish, through my church, and just between the various organizations in Philadelphia. Uh, so Armenian life and Armenian culture were always very important to me, especially growing up. My, my parents were you know, very active members in the community. And my father, uh, he was the chairperson for Techion Cultural Association in Philadelphia. Uh, so growing up, you know, I, I went to Armenian Sisters Academy. I always had that Armenian spirit in me growing up. And then that was very important to me, uh, especially, you know, one of the main motivations to, to me joining the, the Knights of Artan back in, I believe, 2009. Basically, those are kind of the, the main things that, that drove me to join the lodge in, in the first place. In this day and age, um, where there are so many different choices out there, and that also falls into the area of Armenian organizations, whether it is, you know, the AGBU or the Knights and Daughters of Vartan or Nasser or any, there there are just a lot of things out there for people who want to get involved. And and what I'd want to hear from the two of you, 
Sparabed, I'll begin with you. And by the way, we're speaking with uh, Sparabed Vikan Bazarbashian and Dirui Araksi Bozajian from respectively Ardashad Talij number no. five and Shushanig Otyag number no. one in Philadelphia. Sparabed, when you are talking to people with all the different choices out there, what is it that you see as being so special about the Knights of Vartan that you would encourage others to want to join? I would say the simple fact that it's so much more than just a social club or a men's club. As I mentioned before, the kind of the two main staples of leadership and service are very important to me. And, you know, I would say to the young people that, you know, for example, the, the, the rituals that we hold sacred, I think that's one example of how we stand out from, you know, a, a men's club or a social club. And, you know, in addition to that, you know, I, I like to focus as well on, on our college's storied history throughout the past 102 years of our existence and really why it was so important that the as far as the foundation, the importance regarding the foundation of this organization in the first place, that this you know, came during a very dark time in our history as our, an Armenian nation uh, globally. You know, in the aftermath of the Armenian genocide, or I should say even during the Armenian genocide, where the focus was on having maintaining really an identity of, of, of the, the Armenian identity you know, in this country was very, very important. So I think going back to, to the history and over the past 102 years, you know, we just celebrated our 100th anniversary, 2016, and, and really seeing all the great deeds and the great work that, that we have done as a college in this community, as well as, you know, Notiag, which which I know that for Shushani Gotiag, that that's something Aroxy will speak to. But, you know, looking at the history and then seeing kind of how that historic narrative, if you will, translates into the current work that we're doing for the Armenian nation, you know, both on a local level and throughout the diaspora, even locally, internationally, and of course, internationally, and even in the, the motherland of Armenia. Didui, what is it you'd say to people who are thinking about, you know, how can I best express my Armenianism and serve my Armenian community? What is your words to them in terms of joining the Daughters of Vartan and serving there? So first to say that you do raise a good point in that I've experienced firsthand where younger women are competing. I mean, there are so many options and organizations out there, and I have been even asked point blank, why should I join the Daughters of Vartan versus XYZ, whatever that organization may be, in terms of what is the benefit? And I sometimes laugh at that question, but for me, it's not necessarily about a benefit to the individual, because as we talked about, and maybe you already know, David, so the Daughters of Vartan is, you know, an Armenian organization of women, and our principles are based on Christian morality and obviously good conduct, but it's also important to, we're committed to contribute towards intellectual development of Armenian women and cultivate nobility of character and promote our cultural heritage. That is what I, I like to promote in the sense that we're not only helping ourselves as individuals, but we always want to think of the greater good in terms of helping Armenian women here in the U.S., helping Armenian folks back in our motherland, 
So that I think also what Sparabed Weekend said, it's not necessarily like a women's club, it's not necessarily a, a social club or a social event, but it is for a greater good and it's, it has a higher purpose. I feel it serves a greater purpose and that's what's important in joining. This is where I wanted the sense of dedication and carrying on the Armenian spirit because as he said, it did arise from you know, coming through that dark time from the genocide, having folks who immigrated to the U.S. trying to just keep that connection, keep that link to being Armenian and they founded the Knights and then obviously founded the Daughters of Vartan. Now I know yeah. before we... 1933. Exactly, exactly. And again, I apologize for stepping on your words there. Please forgive me. <laughs> before I get into some of the different projects that you're both involved with uh, there in Philadelphia and elsewhere, have either of you been to Armenia? Have if either of you had a chance to actually go there and see Armenia firsthand and any of the projects that your lodge or other lodges have been involved in? Who would like to start? I can tell you, go ahead, sure, Spot of it. I'll go. Uh, I must confess, I, I, all of the members of my immediate family have been to Armenia, and I have not made the trip to to the motherland quite yet. So that's something that that I'm certainly not proud of, but I certainly, you know, need to make the time uh, very soon to, to make the trip to to Armenia to see the motherland and also to see kind of the, the work that we have done to, to help Armenia. Did we? Have you been? I also, yeah, I also have not gone yet, but I intend to, hopefully sooner rather than later. Well, I have seen photographs of both of you, even though we have not met face to face, and I can tell you right now, I am quite a bit older than both of you, and I didn't go to Armenia for the very first time until I was in my 50s. So it is never too late. And when I went, which was some years ago, um, it was a life-changing experience. And uh, and I had a lot of misconceptions, too, and I've mentioned this on other episodes of, of what I was going to see there. But when I arrived, it took no time whatsoever for it to feel like home, a second home. And, and I say that to anybody who has not been there yet. Um, you know, find the time to go. It, 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 you will never forget it, and it is so worth it. And you will have, if you think you have an appreciation of, of your Armenian heritage now, you just wait till you go there and, and see Armenia with your own eyes. It, it, again, it is a life-changing experience. Well, let's talk a little bit about what is happening in Philadelphia and some of the projects that you both would like to uh, discuss that are dear to your heart and and those of your members. And uh, I'm looking actually at this moment as we speak, I'm looking at your, your fine website and right on the cover, right on the main page, there is a very important restoration project that you have been and are still involved in uh, concerning a certain statue that is out sure. in front of the Philadelphia Museum of Art. So I'd like to hear both of your words on that. To start a bit, I guess we'll start with you. Tell us about what the statue is. And, and I know it's about 40 years old now, what it is and what it is you're all trying to do. Absolutely. So the statue is officially known as Young Meher. And it regards a mythological character uh, named the Mohed. And this statue is was erected back on April 24th, 1976, during the during America's bicentennial. So that was obviously an important moment in history for our country, for the United States of America, and also it was. 60th right around or 60th anniversary uh, as a as a lodge real quick what I want to do David I want to mention as well that uh, the history of our lodge going back to the fact that you know 
the organization started in Philadelphia right at 11th and Market back in 1916, I think is also a very important note uh, to make to you know, potential new candidates into our lodge. Mm-hmm. So I just want to, you know, mention that that brief segue there. Uh, I forgot to mention that earlier. Uh, what is now, there? I'm going to ask you now. What is there now? Sure. If someone was to go to that address, what would they see there now? Is the same Great building question. there or is there something different there? Something significantly different. Really? So okay. That was, uh, <laughs> and it's a great question. So that was back in 1916. There was a building there known as the Bingham, the Bingham House. And I'm not sure what the relevance of, of that was. But, you know, it was a location that is literally a few blocks away from Independence Hall. Okay. So I think that's also important to note. Uh, right now, the Lowe's Hotel stands there at 11th and Market. So obviously a significant change over the past 100 years, but but it's currently a a Lowe's hotel where, in fact, I I believe last summer, last July of 2018, there was an Armenian function, a dance there where uh, Harut Pambukcian actually performed on on the stage in in the banquet hall there. So it's amazing kind of the transition from 100 years to to now (laughs) just to see, you know, how, how there still is that connection there. Exactly. So this statue now, what is the role yes. of uh, both the knights and daughters of Vartan in Philadelphia in terms of trying to restore this? Absolutely. So we're going through a, a massive fundraising initiative to raise money to, to restore the statue. As I mentioned, this was erected back in 1976 on April 24th by renowned sculptor Joren Der Harutian. Uh, during, as I mentioned, during the bicentennial, and several of our Nakhin Spada bits and even Nakhin Avak Spada bits from Ardashat Talij, you know, they were involved in kind of the exceptional leadership to to build the statue in the first place, and you know, I believe they raised a hundred thousand dollars back in nineteen seventy six dollars <laughs> to raise this statue. Quite extraordinary. Uh, which was really. Absolutely. And, and this was really a gift from the Philadelphia Armenian community to the city of Philadelphia. And, you know, under the premise that the Knights of Vartan would would maintain the statue throughout the years. And this has become really, a, you know, just to let you know, <clears throat> David, this has become a quintessential and iconic statue and really become a, has become a remarkable symbol of the of the vibrant culture and a strong ethnic Armenian heritage in our beloved city of Philadelphia. So, did we have the Armenians all over the Philadelphia area and beyond? They know about this statue. This is something that they're all familiar with, correct? Surprisingly, not. Really, um, not every Armenian knows about the statue. I, I think it just depends. It's it just depends if they've. Um, I don't know, maybe paid attention through their history lesson, but I actually also found out about it. Well, I only came here for college, and I remember visiting the Philadelphia Art Museum and then seeing the statue there, and then I learned more about it as I joined the Daughters of Vartan and um, just learned more about the significance of the statue. But I still talk talk to some um, parish members even at our church, Uh, I mean at any of the churches actually, the Armenian churches here, and they're not all aware of the statue or its significance. But as Parabed mentioned, um, in terms of activities and things we are trying to do, so one of our main goals is correct, is um, to raise a fundraiser for restoration of the statue. It Obviously over time it has um, 
garnered some cracks and some things in the foundation. Um, so a lot of restoration and work repairs need to be done. So that's one big project we're undertaking. We've created the fundraiser on Facebook for that. And now we're also planning a dance in the spring, well, closer in May, actually. And the purpose of the dance, the sales of the tickets, we want it to go, the net proceeds to go towards the restoration of the Meher statue. Among other things we're working on in terms of um, activities, at least I've tried to do for the Daughters of Vartan, part of it is also to raise awareness of our organization, you know, to raise, again, knowing that it's not a social club, but we did want to at least raise awareness to have more people join and, um, you know, to be part of our rituals, our ceremonies. And part of what we've done is I've had the we've hosted a subereg making class so we've had one of our sisters who's an expert subereg maker and which takes a lot of work to prepare that dish um so we've hosted one of those sessions at our current Diruhi Grace Moranchian's house mm-hmm. and we had quite a nice turnout we've also posted some of those pictures on our Facebook account on social media I've seen them we've had um different booths at the um the churches have during their harvest or fall festivals all our five churches do that in the fall and in winter so we were successful in having at least a booth at one of the churches at holy trinity so we had a booth and we promoted what the knights and the daughters were about again this is not a secret organization anymore um so maybe our rituals are private but the organization itself is nothing secretive about that and members are welcome to you know reach out to us to us, ask us some questions. Um, do, do we do you see that as a as a? I beg your pardon. Do you see that as a major misconception that people have about the daughters and the knights, for that matter? I think, sadly, among some of the elderly folks, um, and I know some of the previous members, our sisters and our daughters, but I've actually checked even with our Avakhorurt, I've checked with our Grand District Rep, and they all reassure me over and over that that sort of mode of thinking is outdated, sadly. But I know some members of our church um, still promote that. They're not active members of the daughters, but they were, as I said, previous members, and they still think that we must not talk or mention anything about the organization, and that is just not correct. It is not a secret society. It is not a secret organization whatsoever. Um, as I said, maybe our rituals are, but not necessarily what the organization stands for and what we do. So having the booths, like sort of a promotional, if I could use that word, a promotional or information type booth at the different churches, the fall festivals, and then we've had, now hopefully we're going to have the dance. We've had subedeg making class. We've also tried to plan just some different activities like afternoon tea or going um, to maybe to the theater to see a, or a ballet show as, again, part of a promotion for our daughters to attract the younger members, things they would like to do. We want to see what younger people would like to attend, things like even I would enjoy doing. And then that way we could talk about the organization, learn more about the organization, what we stand for, and hopefully trying to recruit more members that way. But. Yes, currently the Meher Statue Restoration has been sort of the one big project we've been undertaking and trying to focus on. Spotted, what about yeah. the Knights of Vartan? What are what projects are you involved in there? So, as Diro he said, you know the the most important project now is focusing on the Meher Statue. We've had a number of other events in in recent years as well, and obviously going forward, you know we want to continue to promote the organization to the community at large here in Philadelphia and find different unique ways of doing that, whether it be through social events or through educational events. 
I just want to segue back, to, revert back to the Meher statue for a moment here. Please. Uh, you know, what's important about this statue is that we're in the process of, we've partnered with the city of Philadelphia on undergoing this, this renovation. And at this point, you know, we are responsible for approximately $25,000 of the overall costs of restoring this statue of Mahed back to its original beauty and, and glory. Uh, so it's a significant restoration and we're involving the entire community of Philadelphia and even the community abroad and, and in other communities, in other states, other you know countries. And you know, we wanna make this a, a local, but also a national focus and, and a national endeavor. How are you getting the word and, out? That's a great question. So we're doing it a number of different ways. Number one, you know, I, I put together a letter that on behalf of, of the Knights of Vartan and the Daughters of Vartan that was submitted and drafted and, and, and submitted to all the five area churches. And so I had members of not only our Talij and also the Shushani Gotiag involved in helping distribute this letter to, into the Sunday bulletins at all the five churches over the past several Sundays. Uh, so that's one one example of, of getting the word out and in fact it's been that's in and of itself has been successful because several people have called me expressing interest in donating and some have already donated since that letter was distributed only a few weeks ago so we're, we're distributing the, that letter to kind of give every community member an update on what's going on but also we plan on attending all the area churches and giving a brief presentation or even a brief speech in front of the all of the parishioners on a given Sunday to you know let people know what's going on. Uh, we already attended a few of the area churches over the past 12 months, and you know I just attended one of uh, our St. Mark's Catholic Armenian Catholic Church just outside of Philadelphia uh, this past Sunday, where I, I raised awareness of of the fundraising initiative we're going through. And we also plan, as Diruhi Araxi said earlier. You know, we have a, a dance on May 4th to to raise money for this restoration or for the renovation project. You know, there's going to be a number of different ways that we also want to advertise through. Well, really, I should say promote this endeavor through the Avarad, uh, as well as the local newspapers uh, as well, like Armenian Mirror Spectator, uh, Armenian Weekly, th those types of publications. And social media, of course. And social <laughs> Absolutely. Media, exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> Are the Knights and Daughters in Philadelphia involved in any way in any projects or the sponsorship of projects going on in Armenia? So we actually, over the past several years, uh, just in 2017, uh, so in, 2000, in July of 2016, we had the, the convocation took place in Philadelphia. And we had a wonderful turnout. It was very well attended. People from all over the country and all over the world attended, and we had a lot of really wonderful cultural events during that week of the convocation. And we also had a wonderful Kef Night dance with Richard Hagopian, who performed with his band, which was also very well attended with not only members of the Knights and Daughters of Vartan, but also uh, members from the Philadelphia community as well. Uh, we were able to raise a significant amount of money from that convocation. So we were able to become involved in the World Bank 9010 program, where we donated approximately $10,000 towards the new construction 
of a kindergarten school in uh, the Gelar Kunik region of Armenia in a town called, in the village of, of Bardazo. So we were very happy to be able to do that through the World Bank's participation. You know, over $100,000 was raised. And in fact, on our Facebook page, there are photos of that school that was built, uh, as well as the plaque that the was going to be placed on the school, on the building itself, obviously acknowledging the Knights and Daughters of Philadelphia, their participation and support to to make that a, a possibility. And it is a very colorful school, too, from uh, from the photographs that I have seen. Yes. It really is. It's it's very beautiful. May I just take a second and read the inscription on the plaque here? The project sure. of construction of kindergarten in the village of Vardnadzor. Oh, I'm going to kill this name here. I beg your pardon. Gerhard Gunik Martz was implemented in 2018 by the Armenian Territorial Development Fund, construction supported by Knights and Daughters of Vartan, sponsored by the Ardashi Talij No. 5 and Shushanig Otyag No. 1, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, USA. And it is also written directly above that in Armenian. So you should both be very proud of that. I'm sure you are just as much, uh, Dirui. Thank you. What do you see happening with the Shushani Gotyag and the daughters as a whole? Do you see a growth? Do you see things getting even better? I mean, I think so, and, and I would hope so, that it would definitely be a positive growth. Um, we've already had two new members. We had an initiation ceremony. I want to say that was in December, and um, so we had two new members join our our Otiag, which was actually quite nice um, because we hadn't had new members for a while. So that was December of 2018. Um, we're in discussions with a few other members who might be interested in joining. So what I foresee, at least, is when we expand our membership numbers, then we can also expand our what we have, our Tivan members, our setup, so we can have all our positions. So every Otiag has several positions in in the sense of if you think of maybe officers or positions they hold. So we would want to have all our Tivan members, all the steps, like if we need a, a Tabruhi or if we need a Garka Beduhi, you know, all these posts I would eventually like to see filled. And then we could go back to having our monthly meetings. We do have our monthly meetings, but I wanted it to be more sort of in a firmer location. That's how I see it, a concrete space that is only for us, the knights and the daughters that we're working on. And we want to, you know, to do all our rituals from start to end, have all our proceedings, have our meetings, our business meetings every month. And just to keep on, you know, having more fundraisers to support our communities, support projects in Armenia whenever we can, charities, and to promote, again, the Armenian culture, to promote our Christianity, our religion, our sisterhood. So I do encourage, I mean, young folks or whoever listening to this is to ask about the organization. There is at least, not maybe in every state in the U.S., but there's at least in nearby states or cities, there is at least one, a daughter of Vartan Otyag or a Knights of Vartan Tahlij nearby. So don't be afraid to ask questions, you know, express interest, talk to the church members who might know about the organization. And if it seems appealing, please do join. I think it's also a way to keep close to our roots and to keep close to our homeland and to serve the greater good. That is superb advice, Didui. Thank you very yeah. much. <laughs> Spotabed, where do you see the uh, Ardashad Tahlij going in the next few years? You know, and Didui brought up so many great points. You know, when I joined, when I became Sparabed of Ardashat College, 
one thing that was very important to me was to increase the transparency of our organization and our visibility of knights and of the knights and daughters of Artsan in the before the eyes of the of the community and and really find ways to rally have the community rally behind the various endeavors and charitable missions that that we had undertaken and continue to do so when i joined in 2009 i joined with about seven other of my peers so to speak you know i who were in the 20s and 30s uh so younger demographic and as a result since that time you know over the past several years we've done some great work for armenia which kind of aligns well with really the focus of the the avak talij and the avak tivan over the past several years and they're you know focusing on helping armenia including the creation of the communications office in yerevan you know i mentioned obviously the kindergarten school we built in, in last year and then in 2016 we donated money to several families of fallen or injured soldiers involved in the Artsakh conflict you know so we we raised money from that convocation that helped support that in fact some of our members actually went to Armenia the diaspora for frontline family fund i believe you're making reference to am i, I correct yes, yes. okay I, I believe so yes. and you know several of our members from our brotherhood are knocking spot beds and in fact one of our aspects uh, der hago um Orgyan from Holy Trinity Armenian Church you know they went to Armenia during a pilgrimage trip that Der Hagop actually had coordinated uh, which he does every summer and so they went in, in the summer of 2016 donated money hand delivered money to three different families uh, of these fallen uh, soldiers and injured soldiers uh, which was a great support and I was really proud of that uh, in 2013 we had a great a wonderful dance in the spring of 2013 We raised several thousand dollars for the Merdun home in Armenia, which provides a loving home and, and, and shelter for disadvantaged young women, um, and obviously provides them an education as well. And this is in Armenia, of course. Um, and so, throughout the history of our lodge, you know, supporting soup kitchens, tree projects, and, and various other worthy causes. And so, what I'd like to do, you know, as part of that effort to en enhance. transparency and visibility within the community and have the community rally behind the various you know initiatives that that we're we're spearheading is to continue that trend uh continue to work with the community uh, go to the parishes and visit the parishes and you know we we've provided breakfast for the Sunday school children for example continue doing that work and even helping the Armenian Sisters Academy in uh in the suburbs of Philadelphia as well where I went to school for eight, you know, eight years. Uh, continuing that 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 process and and continuing that that momentum if you will and also, you know, bringing in uh, more members into our lodge as a result, you know, really making people see the value in what the work that we're doing as the Knights and Daughters of Artsakh and and having you know, using that as a motivation for them to join our organization and help us, you know, continue into the future obviously. Well, these are certainly efforts worth continuing and I can say right now that it is very clear that both Ardashad Talij number no. 5 and Shushanig Otyag number no. 1 are in very good hands. We have been speaking with Sparabed Viken Bazarbashian and Diruy Araksi Bozajian from Ardashad Talij and Shushanig Otyag respectively in Philadelphia and I want to just tell you right now it has been a true honor and a privilege to speak with you today. Thank you for being part of our Talking Vartan podcast. 
And if you plan on being either at uh, Times Square on April the 28th, or if you're planning on coming to the Grand Convocation in Las Vegas this summer, please make a point of saying hi. I'd love to meet you both face to face. And actually, I did want to mention that, that the Grand Convocation this year is in July in Vegas. So if there's folks listening who want to learn more about the organization to find out more, obviously not every event is open to the public, but there's usually side events and dances and so forth that, you know, folks can come out and and join and attend and talk to current members, I mean, whether knights or daughters, and to learn more about the knights and daughters of Vartan. It's a great idea. It'll be good to see folks there. And I hope to see you there as well, Didui. Thank you both Thanks, very Matthew. kindly. It's been an honor. Thank you. Thank you so much, David. I appreciate it. And the feeling is certainly mutual. Thank you again for, for allowing us to, to speak here tonight. It's my pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you. Have a good evening. My special thanks to Spadabed Viken Bazarbashan and Dirui Araksi Bozajan from Ardashad Talish No. 5 and Shushanig Otyag No. 1. By the way, I prevailed upon them once we were off the air for a moment to answer a question that I've been wondering about for more than 30 years. If you are a fan of the Rocky movies with Sylvester Stallone, you may have seen in some of the films the statue of Rocky Balboa in front of the Philadelphia Museum of Art. Now, I've heard many claims over the years that that statue was nothing more than just a movie prop. But in fact, it does exist. It is right near the steps where Rocky finished his run in the second motion picture and very close to the minor statue, which the knights and daughters of Vartan in Philadelphia are trying to have restored. Thanks to Spadabed Bazarbashan and Yudui Bozajan for that little bit of trivia. You see what you can learn here on the Talking Vartan podcast? Okay, let's look now at the calendar at a couple of major events for both the Knights and Daughters of Vartan. The Grand Convocation is, believe it or not, not that far away. The 101st Avaktalij and the 79th Kerakuin Zorov. The dates are July 11th through the 13th. This year, it will be hosted by Yeprad Talij No. 9 and Alitz Otyag No. 8 in Fresno, California. But the location for this year's event is Las Vegas. Harris of Las Vegas will be where it is all happening, right on the Strip as it's known. And you can now book both your hotel and register for the convocation and its many events. You can do it all and very quickly. You can get the very latest information plus links for both the hotel reservations and online convocation registration at the Grand Convocation website at kofv.org slash main slash grand convocation. I'm going to say that once again. The Grand Convocation website kofv.org slash main slash grand dash convocation. There is also a Grand Convocation Facebook page, which you can find at facebook.com slash grand convocation slash. Again, facebook.com grand convocation slash. I'll be there this July in Las Vegas, and I hope to see you there as well. Finally, from September 14th through the 22nd, I hope you'll join many of your fellow knights and daughters from across the country in Armenia for Veratats Haidenik, Back to the Homeland, trip number four. You'll visit many of the locations, schools, hospitals, homes, and other establishments where your Talij and Otyag's fundraising dollars have made a difference. 
you'll meet with teachers, doctors and nurses, and families for whom the work of the Knights and Daughters of Vartan has brought hope, optimism, and for some, survival. In Yerevan, you will meet with the country's political and religious leaders, and you'll visit the Knights and Daughters of Vartan office, which is run by our communications liaison, Kohar Palyan. You'll visit important sites like the Armenian Genocide Memorial at Tsitser Narkabed and Holy Echmiadzin. You'll stay at the beautiful Marriott Armenia Hotel in Republic Square. You can book your room or rooms right now at a reduced rate for Knights and Daughters. Just go to the email that was sent by our communications liaison in March, and there is a link there to the hotel where you can book at the reduced rate. Now, the deadline for booking is May 31st, so book today, and I hope to see you in Armenia this September. As always, check out the Knights and Daughters of Vartan Facebook page for news, photos, and so much more. It's always worth a look. The Knights and Daughters of Vartan website at kofv.org. And of course, the Avarai, our digital and printed publication for all Knights and Daughters of Vartan. The Facebook page, the website, and the Avarai are all managed and produced by our communications liaison in Armenia, Kohar Palyan. If you'd like to contact me regarding the Talking Vartan podcast, and I hope you will, if you have a comment or question about an episode or would like to be featured on a future podcast episode, I'd love to hear from you. You can reach me at the Talking Vartan Facebook page or by email at talkingvartanpodcast at gmail.com. Once again, that is talkingvartanpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for joining me for this edition of Talking Vartan, the Knights and Daughters of Vartan podcast. Special thanks, as always, to Mal Barsamian for our theme music, Lorke Lorke, from his album One Take, Armenian Dance Songs. Talking Vartan, the Knights and Daughters of Vartan podcast, is copyrighted 2019, the Knights and Daughters of Vartan and Osped David Medzorian. Any public use of this program without the expressed written permission of the Knights and Daughters of Vartan is prohibited. I'm Osped David Medzorian of Ararat Lodge Number 1, and until next time, Tzedesutun. <laughs>